Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Oh, Zach, you know, I think it's a pretty common thing that most parents don't know technology very well. Yeah. However, I think something's happened over the past few days yep. that might put my parents at the top of the tree. I reckon they really? might take the cake for least technologically oh, aware parents. I around. thought you were saying that they were actual parents who knew technology. Oh, no, no, no. So no. they're at the bottom of the tree, don't you mean? Well, then What's this tree? <laughs> this tree at the top of the tree, right? Let me explain the, yeah. the, the it's tree. It's an breakdown. inverse tree. It's an inverse tree. <laughs> if you're at the top of this tree, it means you know the least about technology. <laughs> okay, right. It's a confusing <laughs> tree. There's a lot of footnotes to it. Yeah, look, uh, really, it would have made a lot more sense that I said they were at the bottom of the tree. Yeah. But um, we find ourselves here. <laughs> The point is, they uh, something has happened, which, you know, I, I honestly didn't know it would be possible to be this unaware when it comes to technology. Really? It, it, it's blown me away a little bit. I mean, are your parents are your parents pretty good with technology? Uh, not so good. My mum once asked me if um, she used my computer, whether she'd be able to see her emails. <laughs> I said, yeah, mum, they're not actually on the computer. Right. It, like, you sign in. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, if that story's like a five on the, on the parent scale, yeah. this, my one's a ten. I've really? got a ten for you before oh, midnight so tonight. Exciting. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, there's Game of Thrones fans mm. across the country uh, left filthy today after Foxtel crashed mm. while they were trying to watch the latest episode of Season 7. So these guys have been waiting for this episode to come out for ages. Mm. And their first opportunity to watch it... <laughs> The only way to watch it legally yeah. was through Foxtel. The Foxtel app. Unfortunately, due to high demand, Foxtel crashed. Foxtel has issued an apology to fans overnight after a major technical glitch disrupted the highly anticipated season opener of the hit show Game of Thrones. It's been all over the news today. I, look, I, it's always fun when these uh, angry tirades pick up online. Do you know what I mean? Because the passive-aggressive tweets that come out towards Foxtel... Well, I can understand in a way because, like, I can understand both sides, I guess, because, yeah. you know, Foxtel said they released a statement saying uh, they were devastated due mm. to an unprecedented demand. We are experiencing problems with our online services this evening. Yes. But, like, from a fan's point of view... <laughs> They're like, you set up to watch it. You make your popcorn. Oh, that takes two minutes in the microwave. Of course. You put your robe on. You put your slippers on. You get comfortable. <laughs> You're ready to and go. And then the, your computer's lagging or it crashes oh. or it shuts down. You could not think of anything more frustrating. Because what no. are you meant to do? Go and watch old episodes. <laughs> You're ready to watch Game of Thrones. So we want to know, on 131060, when did your computer crash? At what stage? What were you doing? What did you have open? What happened when the computer crashed Could on there you? be a more frustrating one? Then um, you set up to watch Game of Thrones and then the computer shuts down. Uh, it's happened to me, actually. Uh, I had quite an awful one uh, a few years ago now. I was uh, making a... Well, this is a bit tough to explain. I was making a video... Uh, about my mum and our dog Bobby and how much they love each other. It was like a, it was like a cute like montage video as like a kind of a funny joke. Where was this going to play? Were you putting it on YouTube? No, no, no. It was like for mum's birthday. It was like going to be like a joke within the family. Does it still exist? Uh, well, this is the story I'm getting to, right? So I'd spent all week putting it together. Uh, I can't remember what I had some love song underneath it. It might have been when somebody loved me from Toy Story. It might have been that I think. Oh jeez. Anyway, <laughs> so what had, the hell is I, this story? I had that under pictures of my mum and our dog Bobby, right? And I've been working on it for a week. It was just about done. Her birthday was the next day. And to embarrass myself even further, I spilt strawberry milk onto my computer. I'm going to be honest. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> what was the original story? 
<laughs> the computer crashed and I hadn't saved the video and so You lost the video. I lost the video. It doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't exist anywhere. And uh the world was spared <laughs> the video of my mum and our dog Bobby and their love. Do you think that's worse than crashing during Game of Thrones? <laughs> Well, Is that a bigger loss? There's probably a smaller audience waiting to see the uh, the video of the dog and my mum. Uh, so, you know what? Look, I- I'm not going to compare my production values to the Game of Thrones production values. 131060. <laughs> when did technology let you down? When mm. did your computer crash? Maybe yep. you're buying concert tickets. Maybe it was your responsibility for everyone. Yes. You're like, hey, guys, don't worry. I'll buy the tickets. <laughs> yep. your, comp- uh, your computer crashes. You miss out. I reckon assignments for uni. Oh, you know I how you have to hand them in online now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon there was a lot of people who were like trying to push the deadline. Yes, something that hasn't saved. You, you, because <laughs> they always say save as you go, but nobody saves no. as they go, and and you only realise that you should save as you go when you haven't saved as you went. Thirteen ten sixty. When did your computer crash? When did technology fail you? Uh, Nishan in Sydney. What's your story? Mate, I had to become an Optus uh, customer. Uh, and, you know, because I didn't want to, because they got the rights for the English Premier League. Oh, oh. The, the soccer. I did hear about that, that they, they bought the soccer rights off Foxtel and it was all on Optus now. Oh, so what, you watch it on your phone or something? Yeah, I think you watch it on your phone. Is that right, Nishan? You can watch it at home as well. There's set-top boxes you can watch it through or in the internet, any, any which way. Yep, and, and what, it, it, it didn't work for you? Well, so, mate, you wake up, what, odd hours of the day because the time difference is different. Get yourself mm. ready, like you said. Maybe not, maybe, you know, popcorn, drinks, whatever. Mm. Have some friends over because you all support the team. Yep. And the first couple of weeks, you'd be watching it and then go streaming unavailable, streaming uh. unavailable. You'd watch, you'd lose minutes and minutes of, of the game. And I've got to say, Zach, as someone who watches my sports team mm-hmm. play regularly, if you're in the middle of a live match and the streaming would cut out, they'd be a little more frustrating than that. However, as a Brisbane Lions fan, that might be a good thing for me. All right. <laughs> they haven't been going well. <laughs> I could probably do with not watching their games. They oh, that's fair enough. I'm not often very happy when the Brisbane Lions play, if I'm completely honest. We have Ella from Sydney. Ella, when did your computer crash? Hello. So my computer crashed in the middle of an assignment and I was super tired, so I just fell asleep. <laughs> and I had a dream that I finished the assignment and everything. So when I woke up oh. an hour before it was due, I was in complete shock. Oh, oh that's no. the worst. Have you ever had that dream, Dom, where you think you've done something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it a couple of weeks ago. I thought I was going to get up to take photos of the sunrise. <laughs> And I dreamed I had done it. Right, okay. And I was very proud of myself. So you woke up thinking, I've got to find a good filter for this sunrise photo I took, get it on Instagram, and it wasn't there. That's the worst feeling when you wake up and realise, oh, no, I dreamt that. I didn't actually do it. Yeah. So, Ella, what did you do? Did you uh, did you just cop the, the penalty for not having it, or, or did you get yeah, an extension? I, I just, no, no, I wish I got an extension. I just um, lost 20% or something. Yeah. See, that's annoying. Your dreams let you down there. And, and that's, that's such a shame. <laughs> they never say that about your dreams, no, do they? No, they really don't. Usually dreams are spoken of as follow your dreams, <laughs> yeah, follow them. chase them. Yeah, no one says, you know what? Your dreams are going to ruin your uni life. <laughs> uh, Ashley in Brisbane, when did uh, your computer crash? Uh, actually, it wasn't a computer that crashed. Mm. So we had an assignment that was due. Yep. It, yeah, that was due at 5, p- 5 p.m. on a Friday. Mm. And so we would cutting it fine and we decided to catch an elevator to to put the uh, to put the, to take the to, the, to take the assignment, yeah. to submit the assignment, the physical assignment, and the elevator, I decided to jump in the elevator and the elevator stopped. That uh, is amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. Because there's no way your lecturer will believe that one. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Zach, my parents uh, might be, I think, the least technically savvy parents on the face of the planet. And that's a big call because most parents aren't very technically savvy. I reckon my parents take the cake. Have though. you done a survey? I uh, haven't done a survey, but I have field evidence. 
Okay. <laughs> or present the evidence. What have they done? Uh, so mum's got a MacBook, right? Uh, so she's, that's pretty trendy for a mum to have a MacBook. I guess so. Um, but my younger brother Hudson borrowed it last week to use briefly. Yep. And as a bit of a joke, but before he gave it back to her, he pulled up uh, this image of, uh, do you remember the, the website Club Penguin that was big for a few years there? Did you ever hear about Club Penguin? Um, it was like cartoon penguins. Yeah. Were yes. you a member? I wasn't a member. I just missed Club Penguin, but Hudson was a member. And I think there was a, when he was younger, somehow he got mum's credit card for it and bought a lot of stuff on Club Penguin. Like so too much than what he was allowed to? Yes, considerably okay, more. Well. So I think there's been a running joke in the family between the two of them about Club Penguin for a while. Sure. So Hudson uh, pulled up this full screen image of the penguin from Club Penguin on mum's MacBook. So when she next opened it, she'd be like, oh, Hudson, right? Yeah. Now I've just sent you a picture. So the the penguin, as you'll see in this picture, this okay, is taken on mum's MacBook. Yeah. Okay. So I see the picture of the big cartoon penguin. So yeah. Big cartoon penguin, full screen. It's all you can see when you open the MacBook. Yeah. Right? Now, mum <laughs> did not use her MacBook for four days <laughs> because she didn't know how to get past the penguin. <laughs> well, she thought the penguin was guarding the MacBook. <laughs> She thought this image of the penguin that was full screen. So all she had to do to get out of it was either press escape or just go up, use her cursor to go up to the top of the, the page and you would have been able to minimize it. But she just opened it and thought, this isn't what I normally see and, and thought I can't use my MacBook, right? Now she works at a, at a university. She's been having to mark assignments and she's had to go into work at night to mark assignments because she didn't think she could use her MacBook, right? To use her work computer. And then it got to the stage and this is where I think my parents have just become the least technically savvy parents in the world. Yeah. I walked in on dad Googling. <laughs> oh no. Googling <laughs> penguin virus Mac. <laughs> oh yeah. Your dad walks in pretending he knows what he's talking about. It's the old penguin virus. Hang on. I'll find out how to get out of this. So dad thinks at some stage they've concocted the plan that the only possible solution for this penguin on the Mac is that there's a virus going around that, that, Basically, freezes your computer and just has a picture of a penguin. So your mum's going into the Apple Genius, <laughs> you know, at the Apple store, and she goes, you know what, you probably have solved this 10 times today. There's probably heaps of people coming in with this, but I've been infected with the penguin virus. I'm going to need a fix. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Noun's Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News today, Ed Sheeran has said that listening to Nickelback's new album has killed his passion for music. I did try it out, but I just didn't enjoy myself. There's no point doing this now. Like, I'm, I might as well just go and work in a supermarket. Also, Kim Kardashian spoke about the storyline of Game of Thrones. And I know it's not something that you or I could really fully understand, but I I don't even think we have to. And Donald Trump gave his thoughts on the Ninja Warrior course. This is a really interesting process. It's an amazing process. It's very tough, but it is a, by the end, if you get to the end, you can handle a lot of things, including pressure. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I think MasterChef has ruined cafes. I know that's a big call. It is. But I'm brave enough to say it. Uh, okay. Well, look, I've always admired about you that yep. you'll make the, uh, the audacious statements. That'd be cool. And you, you don't, you don't care who you're going against. In this instance, yep. the most successful Australian TV show of the past 10 years. Now this isn't on MasterChef. 
Okay. It's not their fault. But you'll remember a few years ago, um, I feel like they started, or at least made it popular, hmm. the idea of deconstructed dishes. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, what was the, the early ones? It was like you'd have... A lo- it was, I think it was a pavlova. Yeah, it started with desserts. Yes. So, And that's where it makes sense, in my opinion. Yeah, right. So deconstructed is basically, like, you take the elements, but instead of putting them all together, you got, like, them separately. Is that, that's essentially the idea? Uh, yeah, basically. Right. But I think the way they did it was like kind of creative. Right. And it was like reimagining it. Sure. I feel like now a couple of years later, Mm. it's filtered down, it's morphed, it's changed. (laughs) And where it comes now in the cafe, I went to Mm. and ordered breakfast. I feel like it's gone way too far. (laughs) Okay. What was on the menu? Deconstructed avocado on toast. (laughs) And do you know what it was? I ordered it. Yep. It was two pieces of toast yep. and half an avocado still in its shell. <laughs> like no, I had to, I had no, to dig it out not. myself. <laughs> I had to dig it out myself no, and spread it on. That's not deconstructed avocado on toast. That's not finished avocado yeah. on toast. That's giving me the ingredients. <laughs> that's it. The idea of deconstruction was you'd go further than making the full thing and make different elements. Not that you just go halfway through the process of making the dish and say, oh, close enough. I can do that myself. <laughs> that's how I have avocado on toast at home. Like, I want you as yes. a chef yes. to do it like your fancy way. What that? Did you make a complaint? Did you mention anything or did you just... Well, because I read it on the menu. It's a yeah. deconstructed avocado. And I thought like that it would be... Like mm. really fancy and stuff like that. Right. But it was in a takeaway container that opened up, so I didn't actually get to see what it was sure. for a little while. And yep. when I saw it, I was just like, <laughs> you've just really just slapped a few things into a paper uh, bag. You can't use terms like deconstructed mm. and substitute them in for laziness. It's just that's not how the, the term is ever meant to be. And has given me an idea for a business. And tell me what you think of this. Yep. Deconstructed houses. <laughs> <laughs> I become a builder... <laughs> That sells deconstructed houses. You give me a million dollars and I give you a whole lot of wood (laughs) and say you have to put it together yourself. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. We're handing the reins over to Dom. This is Freedom. That's right, Dom. It is your favourite time of the week. Usually Mm. we have a very democratic process on this show. There's three of us, you and I and our producer, Michael. We all get an even say with what goes to where, except for this segment. This segment, Dom, you get to run free. The chains are broken off and Mm. whatever idea you come up with can go straight on the radio. And uh, tonight I am using this segment, Zach, to test a superpower of mine that I believe I might have. You know what? I, I knew you wouldn't let me do this on the actual show. And normally, because the amount of times I've brought something like this and been wrong, I think I've used up all my chances there. All right. Every instance where you say, I think I can do this skill. Yes. And then we get callers on mm. and you can never do it. Well, I think it were, the first one was earlier this year when La La Land was out. I thought I could guess if you'd seen That's La La right. Land just from hearing your voice. Very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> and I'll be honest, the track record has continued to be wrong. However, this one, I think might be some supernatural power I have developed. What do you think you can do? So... Here's what I want, firstly. 13, 10, 60, if you have had Maccas tonight, if you've had McDonald's, maybe you've just had it, maybe you're having it right now. If you've ordered McDonald's tonight, give us a call. And here's why I want you to do that. Because a friend of mine was catching up with me the other day, and he walked in with some McDonald's in a bag with his drink. And I had a guess, just randomly, just as a bit of fun. I said, do you get a medium McChicken meal? And he said, how did you know? And I was like, I can guess people's McDonald's orders. 
I don't know. He's never ordered that around me before. I didn't know that's what he liked. Yeah, but like that would be one of the most common orders. Well, maybe, but I even got the size right. I even knew it was a medium. There's only three sizes. <laughs> I'm just saying, from McDonald's whole range, I picked the size. I picked the burger. I mean, I didn't get the drink right. He got a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Even in your setup, I did. I Even did. in your setup, you didn't quite get it right. I did pick a Fanta. He'd gotten a Coke. But I want to put this through to the test. I might have developed because, I mean, I've had a lot of McDonald's in my life. Do you is know that what I mean? your theory? Yes. So your theory is you've had so much McDonald's yes. that you can pick it from what? Hearing the person's voice? I can sense what someone's ordered from McDonald's. Okay. I, it's, it's, it's just within me. It's an essence that I think I can do. I mean, I don't know. I guess this is like the origin story of a new superhero if this comes true. Yeah. In the least successful Marvel movie ever, <laughs> Dom picks McDonald's. I want to enter into this psychic space now, Zach, and put my theory to the test. We've got Matthew in Geelong. Matthew, can I just, just give me a bit of a sense before I do this reading? How much uh, around about did your order cost tonight? It was between $11 and $12.50. Tom, I think that's interesting. too easy of a question. No, what that's Because you can start us. doing prices right in your head. <laughs> and, you know, you can add like a Big Mac, some chips. Slumdog Millionaire style. Yeah. Go back through my history of McDonald's. Um, I, I tell you what, uh, 11 to 12.50 is me off a bit. Because that's that's not a, more than a meal. I wonder if Matthew's gone an all-day breakfast. He's thrown in some hotcakes, right? I reckon hotcakes. Oh, jeez. Two hash browns. You're going for a long <laughs> shot early. <laughs> I reckon Matthew's had hotcakes, two hash browns, and let's just say a large Coke. How'd I go, Matthew? Oh, Coke. You are well off. Well <laughs> off. What was it? I had a large 10 A large what? 10 chicken nugget meal. Ah, uh, 10 nugget meal. Right. With an extra sweet sour sauce for mm. those dip and those fries. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? I... You should know that, Dom. That sounds like one of your favourite orders. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I don't get the extra sweet and sour sauce. That's that's probably where the price threw me off a little bit. Oh, really? Because you suggested that it was hotcakes and a Coke. <laughs> I thought that's where you went wrong. <laughs> hey, uh, all I need is one from three. One from three on Happy. Hayley in Brisbane. Hayley, what you got tonight? Is it your regular order? Um, Yeah, it's pretty regular. Okay, regular order. That's does that narrow it down for you, Dom? It does a bit. Uh, I'm getting a sense. You know, I'm confident to just go all out here with Haley straight off the bat. I'm going to say, Haley, you got a McRap, didn't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? I got a large McChicken meal with a water. See, I saw the chicken. And I oh, saw, you saw chicken, did you? I saw chicken, and I, I, with the water, I assumed healthy, right? So I thought the McGrath's one of the, the ah, better. The better. That's where you went. Yeah. Around. So this is okay. unraveling pretty quickly. Uh, not only in your perspective, Quite like that uh, McWrap <laughs> left in a takeaway bag, rolling around um, at the bottom of your car. Still one chance, Zach. Some superheroes show their worth when their backs are against the wall. They they fight adversity, and that's when they come out on top. Mm-hmm. Kyle in Coffs Harbour. Kyle. Uh, how recent did you get your Macca's food tonight? How long ago? Oh, mate, about half an hour ago, I tell you. It's pretty fresh. It's fresh. Okay, that, that you helps You should still me. be able to smell it, Dom. Yeah, that does That does help me. Um, hmm. Kyle, can I ask, when you went in the McDonald's drive-thru, were you famished or just a bit peckish or thirsty? Mate, halfway, halfway. I've been eating on snackables. Right, okay. okay. So a little bit hungry. You know what? Kyle, did you get a medium cheeseburger meal? I did not. 
Oh dear. Okay, well, <laughs> what did you order, Kyle? You, you can guess again. Oh, you oh he's giving him one more a, guess. A second guess, a okay, second guess. Okay, Ooh, okay. I wasn't okay, expecting reset, this. Okay, reset, reset. Not often this. do they do this. <laughs> um, okay, Kyle, I'm going to... Medium Big Mac meal. Oh. No? No. Nah. Okay, so now you're just embarrassing yourself, what, what, Dom. What did you order, Kyle? <laughs> I got two hash browns, two hamburgers, a soft serve and a froze diet, tell you. Yeah, see, okay. you're never going to get that. <laughs> You're... I mean, I, no, no, no. In saying that, I did get two hash browns a little earlier in the in the segment. Mm. I guessed two hash browns. I was feeling hash browns were somewhere tonight. You're a guy in a cape who's in the middle of the city <laughs> yelling to everyone, gather around, I can fly. <laughs> and everyone's sitting there disappointed <laughs> as you're jumping <sighs> on the ground, <laughs> going nowhere. All this shows is that this isn't my superpower. <laughs> it doesn't. Yes, that's exactly what it shows. Yeah, what are you talking about? It doesn't show that I don't have a superpower, just that it's not this. We'll get there one day. We're going to find what it is. <laughs> We're going to find what my superpower is. I just It's trial and error. That's my process. Uh, okay, wow. Um, and I'm also feeling very hungry after this segment, you, just as an aside. Can you figure out what you're going to get? <laughs> or is your ability so bad that you're not going to be able to figure that out either? This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. If you've listened to the show before, you know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet, and Dom for the first time in two weeks. Mm. Who do we have frolicking today? The first uh, reviewer we have on the forum today is Sir Shaker Fries the Fourth. Oh wow! Uh, from America as well. So we've obviously heard from Sir <laughs> Shaker Fries two and three many times. <laughs> we have. This is the first time that we've heard from their son, though. Uh, it's interesting, by the way, because I'm obviously Mr. Shaker Fries. That's what the McDonald's staff mm. called me for the amount of Shaker Fries I was eating. Sir Shaker Fries takes it to a whole new level. Mm. I didn't know you could be knighted for Shaker Fries, but it's a great idea. I've also just realized that if for some reason someone has clicked on this podcast for the first time ever mm. and skipped to halfway through, <laughs> there were a few sentences there that made no sense. <laughs> like, Sir Shaker Fries, Mr. Shaker Fries. What the hell is this show? <laughs> Very fair point. Um, but look, what the Sir Shaker Fries, the fourth, wants to say uh, is that far away from Australia in the mountainous farmlands of Western America lives a small group of collective noun listeners. Wow! Which I didn't... Where, What's uh, the farm, the farmlands of Western America? I guess that's like uh, New York's... The Midwest. New York's West America, isn't it? That's the West Coast. No, that's... Is that the East Coast? That's the East Coast. <laughs> the East Coast. I don't know. Okay. You don't know East from West. <laughs> I do know East from West. Jeez, you would not be good <laughs> at camping. You don't need to know East from West to camp. Uh, like, to survive yeah, okay. you do, not to camp. Where does the sun rise? From the East. And sets to the west. I know that much. Okay, you know that much. Uh, and now I think about it, of course, New York's the east coast. I don't know. Why did I think it was? Anyway, we can sort that out later. Yeah. Uh, so that would be probably, whew, what's what's west coast farmlands? I'm just trying to think my knowledge of It's American a really geography. big country and it could, there's a lot of farmlands. So Colorado? it could be a lot of things. Colorado? I think that's like the Rockies, isn't that's it? That's the Rockies. Uh, it wouldn't be. Obviously, the desert is Arizona. Do you know there's no possibility mm. that this conversation is going to end with us... <laughs> Sounding like we know what we're talking about. I was giving you an out by saying it's a big country with many farms. Well, let's just and say. You, you're like, no, I want specifics. Let's just say Sir Shaker Fries the Fourth lives somewhere in the uh, the farmlands of West America. Um, and uh, what Sir Shaker Fries wants to ask us is if we could have a lame superpower. Uh, their example is the ability to unbruise bruised fruit. That was pretty good. What would it be and why? Okay. Mm, which is an interesting one, because I actually think I already have a lame superpower. What's that? 
I, and, and I, I actually stand by this. I've said this before. I have the ability to sleep anywhere on cue. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like seriously, if you said Dom, like I'm not at all, I've just had yep. a coffee. I'm not tired right now. Yep. But if you said lie down on the floor, have a sleep. Where are some of the areas that you've fallen asleep before uh, that pre- would be obscure? Um, I've only fallen asleep standing up once. That's, have you ever done that? No. Like I was kind of like leaning on a wall waiting for someone and I just found myself drifting off. You might have an issue. And I woke up when I was falling down. Um, I don't think I got an issue. I just think I don't get enough sleep. So I'm always tired. No, you do. What? <laughs> I know how much you sleep. Too much. <laughs> I, I didn't used to get enough sleep. Okay. I do get enough sleep now. But yeah, I do think I could, like seriously, within five minutes on this floor, I'd be asleep. Yeah. Even despite the coffee. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Mine would be to be able to foresee free car parks. <laughs> what do you, do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, you know how uh, Spider-Man has a spidey sense? Right. That's a great one. I would have that one for free yes. car parks. So I'd be like, oh, if I go around this block... Down that alley, there's a free car park there waiting. Right. Of, of course, the issue with that is other people might actually see the free car park and take it before you no, get there. No, that's okay, though, because it's a lame superpower. Right, of course. It's not very powerful. <laughs> I've always wondered that about X-Men, actually, because, what like, well, X-Men is based on mutations. Mm. So all these people have mutations, yep. and a lot of them make them superheroes. Right. But by the process of, like, the idea is, I guess, is, like, that there's millions of people with mutations and they have the best ones. <laughs> yes, right. So I imagine out there there's a lot of people with just, like, very lame ones that aren't very powerful. I always thought, was that in The Matrix, the person who could bend spoons? Was that, like, a superpower in The Matrix? <laughs> if I think it's something else. Uh, the Matrix isn't really about superpowers. <laughs> yeah, they, sl- they do slow motion and they, like, run on the no, walls. the idea is, like, that you can manipulate their sense of reality. It's not a oh. superpower. So when they're bending spoons, it's all in the head. Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure you understood the Matrix at all. <laughs> you know, someone was bitten by the Matrix. <laughs> they became the Matrix. <laughs> Uh, but thank you, Sir Shake Rose the Fourth. Uh, we've also heard from I Can't Cartwheel as I left a review on the forum, Zach, um, with a question for us, a bit of a suggestion. So we can put this in the suggestions box. They want to uh, suggest that we should create a crossover between two of our segments, two yep. of our courtroom segments, Judge Judy and the Shout Out Courtroom. Okay, now we have always been very careful <laughs> not to do these two segments <laughs> in the same podcast because we are aware they yes. are two court-based Segments we need to put out on the record. They mm. are separate courtrooms. They're different courtrooms. In fact, oh, they're, they're on the same block. They're on the same block, but, but they... we have to leave, go out one door, walk yes. down the street to the other one. There's a nice cafe in the middle. How would we cross them over? I think you'd have to give a shout out to your mum. Uh, or we would let Judge Judy determine who got the shout oh, out yeah, one that's week. That's true. That's not a bad idea. I mean, I feel like it might be confusing for people who've just tuned in. Yes. So we do two segments. <laughs> one is my mum, Judge Judy. I think that might just be too much. It is a lot of explaining. It is. However, if there was one woman who had the legal credentials of course, uh, to sit in the shout out courtroom. Well, that's her gift as a judge. Yes. Is she can go to any courtroom and just jump straight in. Is that? Does that work for judges? No. <laughs> well, not outside you. Like, you're not a judge worldwide. <laughs> Aren't you? No. So, so, so you're only a judge for a district? Uh, well, I guess that would make a, sense, wouldn't like, it? Like, you know, the country or whatever, your, whoever the authority is that are giving you the power to judge. Right, okay. See, I kind of thought it might have been like athletes. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you could right. just, you know. Is you there might... a judge on the plane? <laughs> Like that kind of thing. Yeah, you we're having the flight attendants are having a dispute. <laughs> but you know, like if you were an athlete who, like you know, Jared Hayne, you know, who played NRL here, then jumped over to play NFL. Yeah, but no, no, he didn't. He started mean? again over there. He did. Okay, that's true. And he true. has to try out again. So he, you don't get to go to the stadium and just run out. <laughs> 
and show your badge as athlete. Give me a helmet. <laughs> yeah, look, that's true. I wonder if maybe judges have ever done that. You know, they've been like, maybe they've done a, a small Australian court circuit for a while right. and they, they're dazzled by the big lights yeah. of New York. And they think, you know what, I'm going to go and become a New York circuit judge. So, you, you know... When I was younger, mm. my dad loved golf. Yeah, right. And sometimes when he'd go for a trip around the place, he'd bring his golf clubs, but he wouldn't bring his full golf set. Right. He'd bring like a traveler's pack. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you think that judges have like a traveling week? <laughs> A smaller version of their big week. <laughs> and just a, a medium-sized gavel. Yeah. It, it doesn't quite it, have the weight of a normal gavel. In the case that they need to, <laughs> uh, you know, adjudicate a situation, a case, yes. yeah. they'll be there ready. But also, they can still fit it in and carry on. Uh, you know what I'm realizing in this scenario is there is so much about judges that I just don't know. Yeah. And I'm intrigued well, that, by it. What, like, what don't you know? Well, it just feels like all the other professions we've had films about and TV series about, not enough about judges. Yeah, well, the, well there's a TV show, Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah, but that's like a reality. I mean, like dramas. Like, you right. know, take me behind the scenes of a judge's life. Okay. You know what I mean? You want a judge's origin story. <laughs> I do. I want to know. Because it's like they're, they're lawyers who got who are really good. Isn't that how it works? Um. Well, yeah, very senior solicitors. I yeah, think. yeah. And they get called up to stop arguing cases and start deciding cases. Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. I'm going to start writing books about judges. Yeah. I would have thought that you would have read some crime books uh, I've with read judges of, in them. Well, John Grisham was my favorite author for years, and he's legal thrillers. So yeah, so there some, is a bit of legal stuff there. Yeah, there's a bit of stuff about Judges fascinate me. It's what mm. we're learning here. And do you know that even if you're not born with the hair, mm. <laughs> you, that can be artificial. <laughs> you know, I'm learning so much. Do you know why they wear the wig? I assumed it was so that people would know who was the judge and who wasn't. Total opposite. <laughs> what do you mean? So people don't know who the judge is walking down the street. Oh, right. It's, an, it's a disguise. Oh my gosh. It's like, a, it's like the Clark Kent's glasses. Yeah. Right. So people well, can't tell Well, at least traditionally, judge. I don't know how much of that still right. exists. I, thought, I think that was the idea originally. Well, you know, Zach, this is what I love about the Collective Noun Forum, right? You, you tune in, not knowing what you're going to get, and suddenly that's, what, a few minutes of information on the life of judges. I've just Googled it, Dom. Mm. I was pretty close. Not exactly, though. Yeah. This is what this website says. Like many uniforms, mm. wigs are an emblem of anom- anonymity, Yep. an attempt to distance the wearer from personal involvement, mm. and a way to visually draw on the supremacy of the law, well, that's says what this I've, expert. That's what I've already said about the McDonald's uniforms as well. <laughs> so I think it's probably the same thing. Uh, look, if you want to get on the Collective Noun Forum, all you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes, leave your five-star rating as you ticket onto the forum, Write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out next time on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. App or crap? Dom, technology is getting harder and harder to tell real from fake. That's Mm. why each week I pitch two apps at you. Yep. One is real, one is fake. All you need to do is tell me which is which. Every week we do this, you've got a theme. Uh, I guess a category the apps fall into. What's the, the theme this week? Inspired by your recent trip. Coming of age trip to New Zealand, Don. With my parents, yes. Yep. <laughs> I'm doing um, travel. Travel apps. Okay, yep. great. All right. Uh, some people might be planning big end of year trips at yep. the moment. This is a, a good time. Uh, the first one's called Stopover Sidekick. Okay. And this is like a tripper advisor, mm. kind of for stopovers. So or delays. So you know uh, how you know you might be in a city for twelve hours, yes. or four hours. So you put the amount of time you're in a city mm. into the app, and it'll come up with recommendations on what you could do in that time. So let's say you've got six hours. It might say you could get to this part of the city and right. back in that time. Okay. You could get to this attraction and back, 
Or if it's just staying within the um, the airport, the airport, it's like these are the highest rating restaurants in well, the see, airport. Th- that's really smart, right? Because especially if you if you're going overseas and you're stopping at one of the big airports, yep. you know, like Singapore Airport or something, it's so massive. You'd want like you, you'd need something to help you find the best thing to do there. That's well, a really the smart. Other, idea. Like you know, Dubai Airport. But, yeah, yeah, there's like three big parts. And they only right. have certain restaurants in each one. Like, right. you don't know which is which. Oh, see, that, that's a really good idea. If that doesn't exist, then uh, then you've, you've you've stumbled on gold there. Stop over sidekick. Uh, yep. The next one is called Packing Pro. Okay. Now, basically... Good, can I just say, good alliteration in both apps this week. <laughs> really good alliteration. So, this is basically how you have a packing list on paper. Yes. This is an app version of that. So, it's just a classic <laughs> list, right. but it has a few kind of cool features as well right. where like it will set reminders so if you're really worried about your toothbrush for example oh, that's so good set a reminder that's like you know 10 minutes before i leave go off on my phone yes. and remind me to pack in the toothbrush it also have like classic things people forget so it's like here's a list of classic things um that everyone takes on a trip toothbrush brush whatever make sure you have these in the toothbrush is actually a really good one because often you pack your bag the night before and you got to clean your teeth in the morning yep. so you think i'll pack it last minute and also your toothbrush after you clean your teeth yeah. is like wet yes are there toothbrush dryers out there well, we've just stumbled on something else that's, uh, that's got a gold mine in that. You could probably just use a hairdryer, to be you honest. Could. Or um, just flick it, just flick which it. I think <laughs> most people do. Flick it a bunch of times. All right, so we've got we Packing, had Packing Pro. Pro and Stop Over Sidekick. Ooh, this is one of the trickier Apple craps you've given me, because those are both very good ideas. And can I remind you, you're coming off um, two failures. Yeah, I'm doing the as bad as... The last two times we've played. The New South Wales State of Origin team at the moment. That's my form line. Uh, I'm going to guess... And it's a pure guess this week because they're both equally good. I'm going to say Packing Pro's real. Stop over Psychic's fake. Ah, am I right? You're right. Come on. I thought I had you again. No. I thought you thought Packing Pro was too simple of an idea. <laughs> no, it was too good. That was the issue with Packing Pro. It was too good not to already exist. Okay. But well, Stop over Psychic, you know what I mean? I think that's got legs as well. So. Yeah, you this has just become an encouraging segment <laughs> where you encourage app ideas I come up with. What and learning. you know what? I'm enjoying it. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Zach, I am a, a very single man who occasionally gets friend requests from uh, attractive women on Facebook, you know, and I, I always have to do the deciphering process. Is this an actual person wanting to be my friend or is this a spam account? A lot of the time they're spam accounts. A lot of the time they are. Uh, but I, my point is, I don't want to just jump in thinking it's a spam account and rule out what could be love, mm-hmm. which is why we play the game Real Friend Request or Spam Account. All right. Well, this is jazzy. <laughs> it's a bit jazzy. Uh, you've got the, the friend request I received in front of you there. Gone back in time as well, which is... <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I just want you to have a look through this account of the friend request I got okay, today. Okay, so I have a friend request. Uh, I won't give out her name, but it is a give lady. A, give a first name. We can give a first Olivia. name. Olivia. Olivia. Okay, Olivia has wanted to be my friend today. Mm-hmm. And I initially thought I might have a, a new potential woman interested in me. Immediately, I'm leaning towards a real person. Why? Yep. Because the cover photo... Mm. Looks like a photo that's like an amateur photo. Usually right. the photos on the spam accounts are a little bit more like um, professional. Mm, very true. Do you know what I mean? They're like beach shots of and someone in a bikini. You can probably imagine how excited I was to see single in her bio. Uh, I thought, here we go. All right, there you go. See, you're single? obviously trained to look for the single. I'm really <laughs> yes. looking for it. I'm like, oh, can you tell if someone's single on their bio, can uh, you? Yes, no, it's many years of experience. Okay, so straight away, I'm thinking there's way more personal information here than I'd expect Leaning for a spam real. account. Leaning towards real. This is good. Uh, so followed by a few people. Yep. Uh, the danger, mm. photos nothing to show, friends nothing to show. That's okay. Keep scrolling, Well, keep scrolling. I'm wondering if it could be like, 
you could have the privacy settings That's true. down really tight. You don't have to give up yet. This could still be love. Keep scrolling. Okay. The first link she shared is these local girls who are looking for a partner to accompany a date night. All right. That's weird. <laughs> Normal people might share that, mightn't they? Is that the... Do I keep scrolling? Her posts have one like as well. I don't know if that's a problem. Is that a problem? All uh, right. Well, it has one comment. Can I see the comment? Oh, Okay. The comments from her, it says, join and share on your friend. Yeah. Okay. I reckon spam. <laughs> I think you might be right. And I've just liked that link on behalf of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is all we've got time for tonight. If you do want to hear the full show back, search for Collecting Down on iTunes. You can download it there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night from 11. Bye. Oh, yeah. That's all from Collective Now podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.